Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. My name is Eric Wickland, and I'm the Technology and Innovations Editor here at Health Leaders. Today, we're talking to Peter Mika, a partner in Deloitte's Life Sciences and Healthcare section with 30 years of experience in healthcare and technology. We're taking a look at some of the bigger trends in technology and innovation that we're going to be seeing this year, along with some of the challenges to tech adoption and the influence of value-based care. Hi, Peter. Eric, how are you? It's a pleasure to be with you today. I'm uh, actually joining you from the the JP Morgan Health Conference. So, uh, uh, our, our conversation couldn't be more timely. Certainly. I mean, we've we've heard a lot. Well, we've seen a lot coming out of CES in Vegas last week, and now with J.P. Morgan this week, there's even <laughs> there's a lot more news to talk about. That's for sure. Um, so what are the biggest trends that we should be seeing in technology this year? What are we seeing coming out of J.P. Morgan? Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of it, uh, I appreciate the conversation. You know, a lot of it, uh, References CES, right? Uh, CES was, you know, historically kind of a consumer-based, uh, you know, conference. But you know, we're we're seeing the convergence of healthcare and technology with the consumer being at the heart of that progression. Uh, and so, I don't think it's a coincidence that you know CES and JP Morgan are kind of back to back, so to speak, in the in the conference supply chain here in our ecosystem. We're clearly seeing a movement towards an empowered consumer, really understanding the dynamics of how the healthcare system works. Uh, We're seeing a movement towards investment in, you know, innovators that are disrupting that supply chain, making it uh, hopefully more efficient, bending the cost curve, and meeting consumers where they are with respect to uh, the advent of, of healthcare. You see, I know in, at CES, digital health is was pretty much all the rage. Um, it, it's getting bigger and bigger every year, and we're le- we're seeing more healthcare executives come to these events. Um, would you say that digital health is 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 going to be a is going to be huge this year? Or are we going to be seeing more innovation in that particular field? Yeah. So when you look at the investments in in digital health technology over the last few years, you know the last two years have been uh, you know, really all-time highs in terms of both uh, dollars and, and volume of, of transactions. Clearly, that that uh, trend is off uh, over the last couple of quarters, um, but it still far exceeds the investment trends that were occurring just a few short years ago. Um, the demand for innovation technology in healthcare still far exceeds the supply. And the you know, pipeline of private investment transactions from both private equity, venture, and even growth equity uh, constituents is still very robust. Um, and we see that as an emerging trend. There will be winners, there will be losers in this ecosystem. Uh, but we do think that companies that uh, have a commercialized product or service that is you know, dealing with the more significant issues in healthcare, whether they be access, affordability, the social determinants of health or health equity, uh, will continue to get funded, uh, you know, in this in this ecosystem over the next year. Mm. Now we're we're dealing in a, a 
we're in a rough climate here for for, for healthcare. Uh, operating margins are, are are pretty bad, so there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of money to spend on innovation. And uh, how do you see you know hospitals and health systems approaching this market now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, hospital margins are are thin, and they've historically been thin. But we're increasingly we're seeing um, a separation between those healthcare delivery organizations that have made investments in technology over the last couple of years, beginning to see that bearing fruit, right? And healthcare organizations that have scale, that are using technology to meet consumers where they are, uh, and helping to address some of the trends that you know I spoke about previously. Over time will be self-sustaining. Uh, there will be healthcare organizations, you know, that that won't be able to meet that market demand in the future, uh, if to the extent they do not invest in, uh, you know, innovation. Mm-hmm. Now we we've talked about digital health. How about some of the other trends that we might be seeing? Um, AI is, is is certainly popular right now. Um, are there others, you know, other technologies we should be keeping an eye on? Yeah, I mean, so AI, uh, robotics, uh, technology, they're tools, right? They're, they're tools with a means to an end in terms of adopting technologies. Increasingly, though, healthcare organizations are looking for more than just point solutions. Uh, they're looking for more, you know, more holistic solutions that are dealing with the bigger issues in healthcare. Um, and those organizations that are able to deliver on that you know, demand will be successful uh, and we'll get, we'll continue to get funding. Now, what are the challenges that we, that health systems, health hospitals are seeing in adopting this technology? Well, it, it's investment and cost, right? It, it's their own kind of R&D uh, spend within those organizations um, and where they choose to, you know, invest um you know, invest invest their dollars and making those trade-offs, you know, are important. Um, some organizations won't be able to focus on certain therapeutic classes. Some healthcare organizations are focused on, um, you know, certain narrow therapeutic classes. Um, but that trade-off of the investment dollar will continue to be something that, you know, we should monitor into the future. Are there lessons that we have learned or that lessons that can be learned from from how the healthcare industry reacted to the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, certainly, it, and that it's really agnostic to healthcare, uh, frankly. I mean, all industries have seen an empowered consumer, uh, and that's no different in healthcare. I think what's different in healthcare is um, the healthcare you know, consumer never really had a voice in the industry ecosystem. Um, I think the advent of uh, telemedicine and telehealth and the importance uh, was a a striking advantage of of COVID uh, for what that's worth. Um, The trends that drove that were, you know, reimbursement and regulatory challenges that, that, you know, precluded physicians from using telehealth appropriately. COVID broke some of those initial barriers down, but it's also a subsector that got commoditized pretty quickly. It consolidated 
shortly after or during the COVID crisis um, and, you know, either merged into healthcare organizations with plans and providers or, you know, consolidated with others for scale in a very short period of time. So I think healthcare organizations are looking past telehealth and looking at other, you know, digital technologies as we've discussed to help them bend uh, their own cost curve, uh, create greater access uh, and affordability. Could you give me an example? You know, what what specific service or technology is, is really popular right now? Uh, I mean, anything that helps with um, therapeutic design or makes the um, supply chain more efficient, makes the clinical trial process easier, uh, creates um, opportunities for diversity, equity, equity and inclusion, you know, in a clinical trial to get better outcomes is clearly an advantage of the use of technology to be able to you know, reach a broader audience for clinical trials that hopefully lead to better underlying clinical information that leads to better outcomes. Let's let's look at this a different way now. Is um, what are some of the trends that you don't see continuing, or are there things that are coming out of the pandemic in technology that that you don't think are going to last? Um, well, I look. look it, it's still to be decided what the uh, you know the the, the work life uh, balance will will look like. What what is the future of work, um, and how that uh, impacts the broader healthcare and life science ecosystem, I think it will impact certain sectors differently. Um, you know, emerging innovators that are, you know, reliant on technology and SaaS platforms, you know, perhaps, um, you know, don't need as much of a physical presence as, you know, clinical labs and pharma organizations that do clinical research. Um, we see obviously a movement towards a home home care setting. I think that's a trend that 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 will continue to bring care closer to the consumer and hopefully lead to lower costs and better outcomes. So I think combination of each of those will um, hmm. will continue. Yeah, uh, remote patient monitoring, the hospital home idea, that idea of of, of Care take uh, being taken out of the hospital and closer to the home. That's that certainly is popular right now. Is um, are there any warning signs or, or concerns about that type of technology uh, that that health healthcare organizations should be worried about? Yeah, I mean, look. So, so you know, security, privacy are always concerns that uh, are kind of embedded into how healthcare gets delivered. I think that that will continue that poses unique challenges right in a home in a home setting uh, i think the security and privacy protocols and controls that organizations have in place will, will need to emerge and evolve to, to meet that trend now throughout all this we've talked about good and yet you know some of the good stuff coming out digital health so on and so forth some of the the, the trends that might not continue is there anything you're seeing now perhaps at J.P. Morgan or perhaps at CES, that has surprised you? Uh, it's a great question. I I, um, I think I continue to be surprised that um, the, the 
while we predicted it, I, you know, I continue to be surprised that the, the industry continues to get to get funded, continues to see interest um, by a number of investors. Um, and so I think in a, you know, very uncertain environment, particularly on interest rates um, and, you know, potentially a recession, um, you know, I was a bit surprised to see, you know, investors and organizations continue to be focused on the promise of innovation. Um, and I think that's positive. I think that's a tribute to the number of organizations and investors seeing, you know, a series of cycles over the past couple of years where they know they need to you know, continue to invest into this ecosystem. I think, um, obviously, lower valuation points, you know, help that. Uh, as investors continue to think about the highest and best use of their investment dollars. Now, as we get into 2023, what should, with with what you've just said in mind, what should health systems hospitals be looking at, uh, you know, be looking forward to or preparing for? Uh, are there certain uh, legislative or policy issues coming up that that may affect how innovation and technology? Uh, are, are, are expanded. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, digital health technology to a large degree has not been regulated the way uh, perhaps biotechnology innovation has been innovated over the years through, through the FDA. Um, I think you know, we see um, you know, keeping an eye on what emerging regulatory challenges or, or potential opportunities exist to that actually regulate that type of innovation, I think is something that organizations across all the sectors, not just healthcare providers, but all sectors, will need to continue to monitor. I think the you know the advent of big tech entering this ecosystem is is I think another avenue to think about. You know how will uh, the, how will regulators in the regulatory environment look at and consider the impact of non traditional you know, market participants entering entering this ecosystem. Yeah, certainly the the Amazons and the the Walgreens and they've they've certainly uh, ruffled the feathers of of traditional healthcare systems. Where as now now as we're moving on. Um, how you know how will the shift to value based payment impact digital health adoption? Well, value-based care is not a new concept. I think mm-hmm. uh, since the advent of Obamacare, we, you know, the, the industry has um, struggled with and considered how they can adopt true value-based payments and care to align incentives with uh, each of the constituents in the ecosystem uh, to get reimbursed for, uh, for value and value-based care. I think the challenge is how do you measure that? I mean, how, do you, mm. how do you truly measure uh, what's more valuable over a particular therapeutic class? I think physicians, um, you know, have the upper hand here, right? I mean, they, they are truly the only component of the healthcare ecosystem that can that can help using the digital tools, you know, that have been been adopted to to you know try to measure the impact 
that aligning certain therapeutic, you know, um, procedures has on ultimately leading to better outcomes. But I think that, you know, that challenge continues to exist. And I think um, it'd be interesting to see how some of the new digital tools can be adopted to help physicians and each of the participants in the healthcare ecosystem to you know, try to move towards more higher adoption of, of the payment streams around value-based care. Yeah, yeah. And traditionally, healthcare had been thought of as episodic. You, you're, you're treated for a health concern, and it's done. Now, with with the idea of value-based care, the, the the shift is toward more a, a patient's healthcare journey. It may be more towards health and wellness. Does that affect how health systems, hospitals, uh, what they're looking for in in digital health? Well, those, I mean, those are the tools, right? Early adoption of, of clinical tools around health and wellness programs, around early identification of, of issues, uh, all tools and mechanisms that um, all the partners in the ecosystem can, can use to lower overall healthcare costs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Finally, you know, we've talked about consumers. Uh, they're they have they have more of a say in their own healthcare now. We've talked about hospitals and health systems. How are payers uh, reacting to 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 the times to the to the the extension of digital health um, and and measures taken by hospitals and health systems to to adopt more of these these technologies? What 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 will their be impact be? Yeah. I mean, we've seen. Um, Healthcare organizations and payers um, look at the look at the composition of their own valuable assets in healthcare and how they can, you know, complement those assets with with digital uh, solutions. Uh, you know, we've seen a fair amount of acquisition activity in that arena. You know, that that certainly will continue as you know more innovative health plans continue to you know think about. The incremental assets that can help them uh, create value in their book of business and um, you know help you know lower the cost of care um, and create better outcomes, which is you know frankly something that they're kind of charged with in in, in the current in our health in our current healthcare environment. Yes. All right. Well, Peter, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. It's, uh, this, this has been a, a wonderful conversation about what to expect in the, in, the, in the coming year. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. From sunny San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Enjoy the enjoy the conference and enjoy the weather out there. Thank you so much. All righty. Thank you for listening to the Health Leaders podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.